0: What is up my love and welcome back to the 1% Woman Podcast. This is your host Gabby and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode with you guys. We are going to be talking all about how you can start living an unlimited life. So I really, really, really just want to break down all of the mental limitations that we put on ourselves because really and truly we are our biggest blocker to our next level. We are always our biggest blocker to our own personal evolution, our own success. And when you can understand the ways that you are blocking yourself from an internal, mental, emotional standpoint, you can start to transcend all of them. Okay. So today's episode is really going to demystify all the ways that you could potentially be limiting yourself. I'm going to talk about the three most common that I see, three most common ways that you are your biggest limitation. Um, because your your limitations are coming from your egoic mind. Your limitations are coming from this voice in your head that is driven by scarcity. It's, it's wired for survival, and it's wired to keep you the same. And it's constantly competing with this other voice that I know that you have, because you're a 1% woman and you're listening to this. It's competing with this other voice that is craving more fulfillment. It sees more potential for yourself. It feels... This like intuitive nudge and motivation to just go for it and to live life so much bigger, but you keep on continuing to feel stuck or there's like this part of you that feels like change is really scary or that feels like the big vision and dreams that you have for your life are unattainable for you. So despite all the hopes and goals and dreams and big things that you know, you know deep in your soul that you are made for, your self-imposed limitations are getting in the way from this egoic mind. And personally, I attribute every single ounce of the success and the quantum leap that I had that built multiple six-figure business in the very first year that I started it. I attribute all of that to the unwavering self-belief that I had that it was my destiny. It was my destiny to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, to be wildly wealthy, and to create this, this life of time and financial freedom for myself. I knew that that was my destiny. I knew that that's what I was going to do. And I, I didn't give myself a plan B or another option. It was that unwavering self-belief, that lack of internal self-limitation that really helped me propel my success so quickly. And so that is my goal for today's episode is to really just like light this fire under your ass that girl, your success demands your relentless pursuit of overcoming any of the inevitable internal or external challenges that we're going to face. Like we are going to face these internal challenges. We are going to face the external challenge. We are going to face roadblocks or limitations along the way. And when you learn to transcend them is really when you build this internal resilience to continue to push forward no matter what and to create the reality that you want for your life. And so my goal with today's episode is really to bring awareness to these top three self-imposed limitations that I see time and time and time again that I face time again um, so we can transcend them and really start to transform your life. Okay. So Before I dive into the three limitations, I do want to say, like, these are the self-imposed limitations. There are other limitations on top of these ones um, that aren't, that are external limitations that aren't necessarily self-imposed. So I do just want to, like, throw that in as a little caveat. But without further ado, let's dive into limitation number one. You guys should have guessed this one already. Limitation number one is going to be your identity. Like, your identity is the foundation to everything. Your quality of life will only be as good as your self-image because your life simply is just a perception through the lens of your personal bias. Everything that you experience in your life is all your perception of what's happening and your perception is built off of the beliefs that you have. It's built off of your personal bias. So what do you believe that you're worthy of? What do you believe is safe or comfortable for you? Whatever you perceive is going to match those beliefs that you have internally, that self-image that you have about yourself. And truthfully, we all have what's called an upper limit, which an upper limit is a subconscious threshold for happiness and success that we get to experience here. And your upper limit this subconscious threshold is directly proportional to your self-image, and you'll continue to sabotage yourself to always return back into this comfort zone. You will, you will sabotage yourself always below this upper limit. This is actually a concept by, I think it's Gay Hendricks in the book, The Big Leap. Um, so your identity and your self-image is going to be this glass ceiling that you need to break through in order to transform your life. It is going to be the biggest limitation that you're going to put on yourself. Is your self image. And that's why I'm so passionate about healing your relationship with yourself, healing your self worth, because whether it is the goals that you have to quantum leap in your business, in your career, in your relationships, in your life, it all starts with knowing that you are worthy of it. And so healing this identity is going to be so important. When your self-image is is negative, right, your standards for your life are likely lowered. When you don't believe that you are worthy of something or you don't believe that you are enough or that you don't believe that you are lovable unconditionally, that is going. your standards are going to be lowered for the relationship that you're going to get and for the promotion or the jobs that you're going to apply to or the promotions that you're going to feel worthy of or the ways that you're going to show up on social media to start and run your business, right? Yourself, if your self-image is negative or it's through this lens of a lack of self-worth or uh, limiting beliefs, ultimately, your standards for your life are just uh, byproduct going to be lowered. And the more that you up-level and upgrade your self-image, the higher that your standards for your life become. And that's what it really truly means to step into this identity of being a 1% woman is to improve your self-image and really start to see yourself as that instead of continuing to sit in victimhood and make excuses and blame others or your circumstances for the lack of results that you have that you have in your life. And the other thing that I think when it comes to identity that I wanted to touch on here uh, is the way that we attach our identity to certain perceived inadequacies. So whether it is like just a general limiting belief that you have about yourself and this like toxic self-image that's kind of controlling and running your life. Also, a lot of people attach their identity to a perceived inadequacy. So let's say like for me personally, like attaching my identity to being the girl with an eating disorder was always hindering my relationship with myself. It was always hindering my progress in am my in my health mentally and, and physically. So it's so a lot, we see a lot of people who attach their identity to things like ADHD. That causes them to put this limitation on themselves of I can't do this because I am this way. And spoiler, you can change any way that you are. Your genes, your genetics are so much more a byproduct of your environment than they are actually a byproduct of the sperm and the egg that have created you. So Yeah, if there is an identity that you are attaching yourself to that is keeping you stuck in self-sabotaging patterns, that is keeping you stuck where you are, you need to change that and stuff into the new identity of who you want to be. So that's number one. Limitation number one is your identity and really starting to upgrade and up-level your self-image, letting go of all the things that no longer align with your higher timeline and your higher self, and really starting to embody who is my higher self. What what is her identity? And really starting to take action that aligns with that. So that is limitation number one, is your identity. Limitation number two is, I'm sure you can guess this one too, fear, right? Right? Fear, and so I wanted to list out one, two, three, four, five—the five most common fears that I see, I've faced—and really start to just bring some awareness to them. If this might be the fear that is currently holding you back, usually I would say we have like a core fear that is holding you back. But let's dive right in. So, fear number one that could be a a pressing limitation for you is the fear of failure. Ultimately, when we step back. And we like peel back the layers of all these fears that we struggle with. The core fear is death. So ultimately, when we get to the root of the fear of failure, we perceive failure as death, which is the biggest fear of them all. And that is what paralyzes you from taking risks, from stepping outside of your comfort zone, from pursuing new opportunities that are going to create success for you, is because you're afraid that if you fail, then you'll die, right? This stems all the way back to our like tribal Days If they failed. If you failed in your work or whatever you were doing, fighting the bear, right? You were going to die. You were going to be eaten. And so this fear of failure to a lot of people is like, oh my gosh, if I if I fail, like I'm, like what's the point? What's the point? And that's why the fear of failure can be so controlling. Second to that is the fear of judgment or rejection. Again, being an outcast, like being rejected or being an outcast is. A, basically a death sentence to our subconscious mind, because again, rooting all the way back to these tribal times, if you weren't a part of the tribe, you would die. You would starve to death. You would freeze to death. You would get lost. Like what you would get eaten alive again, whatever it is. So this fear of judgment and rejection also can be stemmed back to the fear of death. And this really just makes sense why we care so deeply about what other people think about us Ultimately, most of the time, these thoughts that we have about what other people are thinking about us are lies that we're telling ourselves that we are projecting into others' minds. And this is how I've really been able to overcome this fear of judgment or rejection is basically like telling myself, you don't even know that this person is thinking, feeling, saying this way about you. You're just creating this story in your head that isn't the truth. And in fact, if they are saying these things about me, if they are thinking this way about me for showing up in my truth, then, hey, I'm going to be okay. Actually, frankly, I'm going to be way better off for the separation in this relationship. And so really allowing yourself to feel so safe with yourself that you are able to say, hey, even if someone else judges me or rejects me, I'm going to be okay. In fact, I'm probably going to be better off as long as I'm like showing up in my truth. And so that is like something that has literally been so game changing for me. It's just continuing to remind myself the affirmation that with any type of judgment or rejection, I'm still going to be okay. I'm still going to be okay. And also with this, I have really been able to build and and see that anyone's judgment or rejection that they are placing onto me, and I encourage you to see this way for anything that any person in your life who you are feeling judged or rejected by, ultimately it's coming from their own wounding, their own hurt, their own pain that they are harboring within themselves and they can't help but project onto you. And so when I see someone who is not treating me the way that I deserve to be treated, I can recognize that that's only coming from their own wounding hurt and pain, their own perception, their own personal bias. And I can hold a lot of compassion and grace and comfort for them knowing that, hey, this is, this is like this is not their truth. This is not who they truly are. This is coming from their own like insecurity that, and inner work that they need to do. And it allows me to stop letting that be the director of my life stop not just letting my own wounding and pain direct my life, but other people's wounding and pain direct my life. Like I'm not going to subscribe to that. And so it really has allowed me to create this separation between and get over this fear of judgment or rejection from other people. Because number one, I think the separation from anyone who is going to judge me or reject me, I'm better off for anyway. I'm safe with that. And Number two, if someone is judging me or rejecting me, it actually has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. And I can hold a lot of compassion and space for that because I've done a lot of my own inner work. So that is fear number two. Fear number three is the fear of inadequacy, which we kind of talked about earlier when we talked about identity. Um, It really just comes down to your self-image and feeling like you are inadequate or you are not enough. Any inadequacies that you carry ultimately are something that you learned. This is how we can start to really like break down this fear. Any inadequacy that you carry with yourself is something that you learned. And when you can know with all of your heart that at your core, you are an abundant, limitless being, that ultimately no one is perfect. And that just means that you, being abundant and limitless being does not mean perfection, right? It just means that you are capable of creating the life that you can't stop dreaming about. It means that you can handle all that comes with it, all that comes with the human experience of imperfection, of flaws, of mistakes, of healing that's necessary and needed in order to manifest what you would desire to attract it. And so just kind of to dispute this fear of inadequacy, going back to uh, limitation number one, which is your identity, inadequacy, meaning that you feel like you're not good enough. Or you feel like there's something about you that makes it that you aren't worthy of having the life that you desire. And we can really start to dismantle that when we can see that any inadequacy that you are carrying with you has been something that you have learned, which means you can unlearn it and relearn that you are an abundant, limitless being who is capable of creating the life that you desire to have and wildly worthy of it after that. So that is limitation number three is inadequacy. Limitation or the fear number three is inadequacy. Fear number four is fear of the unknown or lack of control. Again, again, rooting all the way back to this fear of death that we feel like if we don't, stepping into something that is unfamiliar and letting go of control could mean death to our, our like uh, primal animalistic being. So anything new, any change, anything that is unfamiliar is really a, a huge threat to our mind and our body, which is why we continue to stay inside of our comfort zone as much as we can. And even when we do get this little taste of like stepping into our growth zone, stepping out of of our comfort zone, we always find our way back into our, our comfort zone. And it's because of this fear of the unknown or this fear of like letting go of control. You're going to face a lot of resistance to anything that is novel because you don't yet have evidence that it is safe to do that. And so when you can understand this, when you can understand and be like, hey, I'm going to have resistance to anything that is new and I can handle this. I can hold space for this resistance. I can hold space for this feeling of discomfort and know and ground myself in this, this reassurance that I am safe is going to be so life-changing for overcoming this like fear of the unknown and really allowing you to step into and expand into your growth zone hyper control, like having hyper control over everything is one of the biggest safety blankets that we use for ourselves. And and me personally, I have used like me, like I am such a controlling being. This is like one of my biggest, darkest shadows is the need for control that I have to work diligently on daily all the time is releasing control uh, because it is a safety and security blanket that we use. And it's often a huge blind spot because I'm speaking from experience here, a huge blind spot because we think that we're in control when really it is the fear from our ego that is the one in control. And ultimately, it's sabotaging your potential, your happiness, and your success. And so that is fear number four. Fear number five is success and responsibility. Truthfully, a lot of us are really afraid of our own success and our own having And holding space for so much responsibility. And when you are able to really expand yourself to know and prove to yourself, like this is where self-confidence becomes a non-negotiable because you need to be so confident that, hey, success is safe and I am able to hold the responsibility that comes with it. So a lot of times when it comes to success, what we are fearing is the responsibility that that success brings. Like for example, more money, more problems is a huge limiting belief that we carry around because again, with more success or with more money holds the responsibility or or brings the responsibility of potentially more problems. And when you are able to really ground yourself in the safety of success and responsibility, you can start to overcome and, and not be so afraid of it, not be so afraid of the responsibility, not be so afraid of making money. I think ultimately a lot of us are afraid of, me. I've I've experienced this myself. This is something I'm actually actively working on to this day right now, is feeling safe to receive money. And or even like receiving love. This goes all the way back to this idea of the upper limit where we don't feel worthy of it. And so we will sabotage ourselves back down to no longer have it. Um, because we are afraid of our next level we are afraid of that success that we in our minds can visu- visualize so crystal clearly but struggle to actually harbor and and manifest it into our reality so that is limitation number 2 five core fears that i think really can can be major limitations and let's let's actually like run through that real quick quick little recap Um, limitation number one is your identity. Limitation number two is fear. Fear of failure, fear of judgment or rejection, fear of inadequacy, fear of the unknown or a lack of control, and fear of your own success and the responsibility that comes with it. Limitation number three is the limitation of time. The limitation of time. So a lot of us fall victim to this when then fallacy, that we tell ourselves that when we have X, then we'll feel Y, or then we'll be able to experience Y. And we're continuing to project our own happiness and fulfillment and joy into the future when we do that, instead of being able to experience it right here, right now. And that is a huge limitation because you need to be in the frequency of confidence, happiness, success in order to be able to attract it. And so you need to stop outsourcing it to your future. And the more that you outsource it, the more that you sit in this like when then fallacy, the more that you continue to live in this place of scarcity because you are waiting for your future to be able to have or experience or feel the way that you desire to feel right now. And when you learn that you can tap into those feelings and emotions right now, which I created a whole episode on this like last week or the week before, when you can tap into those right now, that's when you begin to attract it. So that's, to me, the first way that time is a huge, huge limitation is that we are constantly projecting our desires into the future instead of embodying them right now. Like your higher self is on the same timeline as you. Like we think that time is linear because we are within this human experience, but actually your higher self, your future self is already real. It's already truth it's who you are at your core essence you can tap into and become her and be her and embody her right here right now and when you let go of this like linear timeline of your own personal evolution and say hey i can i can quantum leap right now collapse the uh, clock time and really step into the present the present moment you'll literally be able to completely change everything so that is uh, the first way that I see that time is a huge limitation. The second one is kind of completely contradictory to that. And I've fallen victim to both of these limitations. Completely contradictory to that is this urgency, this this feeling of urgency that we are always in, that like hustle culture has ingrained within our DNA, especially as high achieving women, is we're stuck in this urgency virus where we're in a rush 24 seven and we feel like we're never doing enough. We're never doing good enough or we should be further along than we actually are. And when, again, you're able to let go of this, like being, living your life in the future instead of, and, and truly just live your life right now. You can know that like you have it all already. And you can also recognize how far you've already come. Every time that I have a client who's really struggling with urgency or feeling like she she hasn't done enough or she she should be further along, I encourage you to look at how far you've already come. That it can be a huge way to one build confidence and evidence of how like of the future. Right, a lot of times we're in this urgency because we are living in this place of scarcity because we're waiting for the future to be able to experience confidence or happiness or joy. So we're like so urgent to get there, and. But at the same time, we feel like we're we're struggling with like, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing good enough or I'm not far enough along. But when you create the evidence and proof that, hey, look how far I've already come and gotten, it can make stepping into that future feel that much closer, feel that much safer. And you feel that much confident that it is inevitable for you because you have so much proof and evidence that you've already done it. So you can do it again. In fact, you can do it again even quicker and easier and better because of, all of the lived experience that you've already had. And so I would say that those are two reasons that I think time is a huge self-imposed limitation is we're living in this when-then fallacy. We're living in this place of scarcity when it comes to time and continuously just like waiting for our future in order to feel our experience or be who we desire to feel our experience or be right here, right now. And Number two is that we are constantly in a state of urgency. We're we're in a rush 24-7 and it's constantly bringing us out of the present and being able to actually enjoy the life that you've already created for yourself or you already have and the abundance that you already get to experience in this present moment. So those are the three most common limitations that I see is identity, fear, and time. Those are the self-imposed limitations. Now let's dive into the juicy goodness of, okay, Gab, how do we now transcend these three limitations? So let's start with our identity. I'm just going to kind of like rapid fire here because I just like brain dumped. I was like, this is how we transcend our identity it is obviously healing your self-image. I mean, that is uh, that is an obvious one, healing yourself, image releasing all the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, silencing the noise of other people, which I already riffed on a lot, um, facing the parts of yourself that need healing. There, So we all have these parts of ourselves. They're in, for lack of a better word, they are called shadow parts. So we all have these parts of ourselves that need healing, that are afraid to be seen, that we are afraid to admit to. What are the parts of yourself that come out when no one else is around, when no one else is looking or watching? those are the parts that need healing because those are the parts that you are currently hiding. And and it's in those parts that are hidden. It's in those shadows where you will find your gifts, your purpose, your power. Uh, I can I can be a testament to this. So face the parts of yourself that need healing in order to elevate and upgrade your identity. Really and truly most of the self-talk that we have is just a regurgitation of what someone else has said to you. So again, continue to silence that noise of other people. And this is why using NLP which is neuro linguistic programming is one of the most powerful subconscious reprogramming tools for a reason because it uses your words it uses your language it uses your own verbal dictation to completely shift your reality and it's a huge catalyst for overcoming these like walls that we build up that block us through our words and through our language so your the your because your self talk is literally so powerful your self talk breathes your identity, right? So when you can start to be in control of your self-talk, start to practice some of these neuro-linguistic programming tools, which is what I teach and do with all of my clients, this is really where you start to break down the walls and where you start to step into creating that, the positive affirmations and the identity of the woman that you know that you're meant to be and fully believing it. Not just saying it, but believing it. Um, and really like let go of those Like comparison or let go of the noise of the shoulds of who you think you should be or what you think you should do or should say, and really start to just align with your truth and get out of this like victim mentality that is our inner critic voice and really start to take control of the way that we and the relationship that we have with ourselves. So that is transcending identity, transcending fear. We talked a lot individually about all these fears, but I think one of the biggest things when it comes to fear is. Fear is stemmed from the assumptions that we have created and the generalizations that we have built about our future based off of our past. So things that we've experienced in our past have built up this fear of the future because we're holding on to the negative beliefs and the negative evidence of our past, and we're living from this place of fear. And when you can let go of the assumptions that you have about your future, you can let go of fear. Let go of like stop attaching yourself to this like worst case scenario story. This is something I have to talk to my clients a lot about is like, when when we're thinking about something in our future, we are constantly the very first thing that our brain goes to, this is to keep us safe, is the worst case scenario. And when you can start to reprogram and, and not on autopilot, instantly turn to the worst case scenario, but rather start to visualize and embody your desired outcome, make that vision come to life, you can start to dismantle the fears that you have. So number one is like not attaching yourself to the worst case scenario of the future. But I also encourage you when it comes to just uh, trans um, transcending fear is we need to go back and reframe the stories of your past. We need to let go of the negative evidence that you have and start to use reframing, rewiring, revising, and releasing all of the stored emotion and the stored beliefs that are no longer serving your highest self. And expand this ability, as I kind of talked about with stepping into the unknown, right? Fear is going to come up. Fear is going to come up. You're, you're not going to be a fearless being, but you can be resilient to the fear. And so really also expanding your ability to hold the discomfort And build this inner resilience that you have while also creating new evidence for yourself in your life that you can use, that you can attach to new evidence that is opposite of the limiting beliefs, that is opposite of the fear, that proves yourself, that builds the self trust, that builds the self confidence within yourself. And that's how you can really start to transcend transcend fear is letting go of the assumptions from your past by really healing it and expanding your ability to hold the discomfort of stepping into the new, stepping into the unknown, building that inner resilience and creating new evidence for the desired outcome that you want. Letting go and not attaching yourself to the worst case scenario story, but rather changing your imagination to on autopilot, go to the best case scenario and make that vision come to life. And third and final talking about how we can transcend the limitation of time is stop waiting. Okay. Just simply stop waiting. You need to take action. The thing that like this manifestation world has really confused is that you just like write it down or you like think about it or you like meditate on it and it comes to life. Like, no, you need to take action. So stop waiting, take control of your life by actually changing your state of being Like who you're embodying right now and using this new state of being, this new identity that you've created for yourself to take inspired action, to face the fears, to be fearless. And really, truly activate this change, create the momentum. Because sister, like, let me just tell you, once the momentum is going, it is going. And this is how you start to live an unlimited life. Is when you realize that you are the one who holds the key to your self-imposed prisons of doubts, of fears, of indecision that is holding you back. More realistically put, you are the one that holds the key to breaking out of your comfort zone, breaking out of the box of who you think you should be and stepping into who you know you're meant to be, who you know you truly are, and creating the life that's limitless, that is actually aligned with your highest potential. And that's what I do every single day. That is my mission every single day is to live up to my highest potential. That is the journey, the hero's journey of showing up as a 1% woman. It's being this leader, being so self-led in your life. So purpose-driven and embodying what it means to actually reach your full potential here. Because not just for your own good, but because this is what you're meant to do for the collective. And that's something that drives me every single day is that my inner healing is not a selfish thing for me necessarily. I mean, it is for me a little bit, but on top of that, it's like, no, I'm also healing because I want to help heal because I want to raise consciousness of the collective and create a better world and life for other high achieving, ambitious women who have fallen victim and trapped to the society and cultural norms of hustle culture or limiting beliefs of who they think they need to be constantly living under this like umbrella of like needing to prove themselves by what they achieve like my my goal my mission my vision is to help women break free from that and to really go inward and know who they truly are so it's not defined by things external and by doing the work for myself is how I'm able to support that by breaking down my own inner limitations how so I'm able to help others do the same. And I'm sharing this because this is for you. This is also your, your purpose. Is to do and, and actualize yourself, not just for yourself, but to help others as well. cool, cool, cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. If this hit, this resonated, I would love if you give this five-star review, a comment, share it with someone who you know that you need to hear it. And I'll talk to you all next time. Bye guys.